Hello, assalamu alaikum everybody, hope you're all safe, sound and healthy and I'm back very soon. I mean, that's how, you know, things go when sometimes you can go for days on end without having anything to say and then sometimes within the same day you have so many things coming up uh, or coming to your mind and all. And since, you know, my podcast is all about naked thoughts, so anything and everything out of the sun and the moon goes... Um, and I was actually just thinking, once again, marveling at the toxic fan culture of Korea. Because, to be very honest, come on, who hasn't been fans or, you know, or who hasn't had fans? I mean, fans exist all over the world. And they're called fans for a reason, because fans are actually fanatics. Um, and we call them fanatics because they are extremists. Um, you know, they go through weird, insane lengths to, you know, uh, for the people that they worship, idolize or adore. But throughout the world, you would see that those are usually at a minimum. Generally, when we talk about fans, uh, they are not fanatics per se. Um, so it's just that we tend to put them all in one category now because, you know, for the lack of a better word. But um, originally fans were, were fanatics, uh, fanatic worshippers or idolizers of stars or famous people or celebrities or whatever. Now, as you know, my take on celebrities or famous people, um, you, you, you all know it by now because I've said it like a bazillion times now. My take is that I am interested in their performance, I'm interested in, in their job, their career, whatever it is that they're showcasing. Um, and that is it. Um, apart from that, I am not interested in anything to do with them as people in their private lives. To be very honest, I've got better things to do in life. Even if I have not got better things to do in life, I still have got better things to do in life than to, you know, stalk them or, I mean, to be very honest, if you ask me, um, I have never been a fan of anybody at all, per se. Um, I have loved numerous actors and actresses or singers or whatever, but yeah, no, not like this kind of, you know, fandom where you're just fangirling over somebody like that. No, what I love is their work. I enjoy their work. I enjoy, uh, you know, what they're putting forward. And that is it. That, that is as far as I go. Um, so yeah, I do, I do find it a bit weird um, that people really, but I understand, I do understand. But I mean, if you look at it personally, yeah, um, not my cup of tea, as you know. So, but I mean, as I said, still fans exist all over the world. Um, but I have never seen, I mean, in Pakistan also, as you know, the Pakistan TV uh, industry um, is extremely powerful, always has been, and it's very popular all over the world. Our dramas are popular all over the world. Um, and, and when it comes to India, it is Bollywood that is popular all over the world. And then you have the American um, Hollywood and you've got their uh, TV industry again. And then we've got the British, um, not the film so much as, again, the TV industry. So what I mean, what I'm trying to say is that all over the world, there are extremely famous actors and actresses that have fans all over the world. And... Um, 
but you would not see them interrupting or interfering their lives for their fans you do not see their fans trying to force them to live a certain kind of life or to stay within that certain image bubble and i've never seen any industry catering to those kind of fans either so i really you know in the beginning when when i was um, sort of um exposed to this uh, culture this k-pop fan culture and stuff of people because um uh, i'm not into k-pop either although i really love many of the korean songs but i'm generally not i mean i wouldn't say that i am a fan uh or that i am insanely in love with the k-pop that i know every i don't know anybody much i haven't listened to bts but i know a bit about them I know a bit about Blackpink. I know a bit about everybody, but if you tell me, if you ask me that if I've ever listened to them, I'm sorry, I've never listened to their songs. But I appreciate, I do appreciate the fact that they have worked really hard and reached where they are today. And I, again, I'm proud of them. So that is how I look at things generally. So as I said, um, you know, when I was first exposed to this whole uh, fan culture of Korea, I was like, no, 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 they're probably exaggerating it, right? They're just exaggerating it. They're talking about, you know, those certain weird fans that everybody has. And then I realized after quite some time that, no, this is not an exaggeration. But in fact, um, there is such a large, a huge toxic uh, fan culture in Korea where they force their artists the the now this is where i think that the immaturity or the stupidity or the lack of professionalism comes from the agencies and the companies um that work with the artists uh, or represent the artists i think that the the uh, it ultimately the the immense stupidity and unprofessionalism catering to such fanatics you know that comes from them because your job is not to cater to the fans i understand why you give the fans importance and yeah kudos to you keep on doing that but isn't this overkill i mean you're going overboard here it's really this is overkill um that you're forcing your actors and actresses or uh, singers or musicians to live uh you know to live within this bubble that is created a bubble of innocence for example or a bubble of you know um singledom as in that you know you're always single or you know that you cannot have a life of your own because you know you are now mannequins that are to be worshipped your idols that are to be worshipped um you know i thought that such kind of paganism was kind of outdated but okay if that suits you but i think it's stupid okay i think it's very stupid and it's very unprofessional and kind of unethical um you know your job is to protect um the artists to better represent them and to get them to do good work so that um ultimately they would get more and more fans uh and fans here means that you know more and more audience more and more people who would love to see their work and i think that the basics here is not forcing them to you know cater to a certain image but i mean come on they are actors their whole point here is to have various different images you know they have to act as villains they have to act as psychopaths they have to act as um you know innocent cute virgins they have to act as this badass playboy or you know i mean there's so many roles colorful roles that they have to, if you're going to uh, restrict them on their image then that means you're restricting them on their field work um that is the way i see it and don't forget that i am also a writer and a producer so 
and I have, uh, you know, worked um, with artists uh, in the industry. And I'm telling you, nobody does it like the Korean industry. And I'm, I'm telling you that I'm, I'm calling you out on this, that I think enough is enough. I think you have, okay, fine. So there was, maybe there was a need, you know, but I think now you've found your legs and you're quite stable as an industry. And I think you need to stop catering to this BS. Um, it's very, very damaging to the artists. It's very damaging to the, to the uh, performers because essentially they're called artists for a reason. Um, they're creative people. We're all creative people. Um, you know, in Pakistan, even in no matter how many uh, businessmen have tried to, um, you know, sort of pollute the uh, industry, the media, but there is always this tussle, you know, between the, the actual people of the media and those um, businessmen. And that is that the way our media does business is different from your regular business. This is not a regular business. We have different rules. We have different, uh, you know, a, d a different way of doing things. We have different ways of doing business, you know, and uh, it, you know, we cannot accommodate conventional business methods. So I, but I think that that is where Korea's uh, industry is sort of going wrong. I think they are taking it as a conventional business. It's not. And uh, I think that it, it's, uh, it needs, it's time now that you settle down and mature and that you force your fans to mature because um, I'm afraid that although none of us have this, this fan culture that Korea does, none of us has this toxic culture, not in Pakistan, not in India, not in America, um, nowhere. I mean, not like this. Um, but I, I'm afraid that this culture, this toxicity has spread towards Thailand from what I can see. And I don't know if it's spread towards Japan or not. I'm not very sure on the, you know, the whole fans, fandom status of Japan. But um, I see the toxicity spreading, that culture spreading in Thailand. And I think it's very, very dangerous. And I'm kind of worried that in the next generation, I might see it spreading here, um, you know, towards this side. And maybe, although I doubt it would happen, but then you never know. With bad things, with toxic things, with negativities, um, they tend to spread more quickly than anything good. So... I, in fact, I'm beginning to get afraid um, of the of the culture spreading all the way to America, for you know, for crying out loud. But I'm still being I'm hoping against hope that uh, sanity still prevails and that people are still too busy to enter into this kind of uh, toxic culture. And I think Korea really, really needs to address this toxicity. I think the media needs the entertainment industry. The, it needs to address this a very, very um, quickly, because um, as we can all see, the amount of damage done to the artists in Korea is huge. Um, the suicide rates, um, the alleged suicide rates, because I really doubt many of their suicides, you know. But okay, let's just put, let's just accept that they're all suicides. And I think that you know the the fact that they're giving so much importance to their um, so-called fans. Um, to the toxicity of their fans that they are forcing their celebrities to not have a life. I think that is utterly ridiculous. And as I said, I couldn't even believe it was real. I thought it was just an exaggeration. And if it's real, it really needs to be addressed. Because um, 
you by by catering to these to this this fan culture you are essentially catering to insanity and you are uh, encouraging insanity you are encouraging people to um to get away from reality you know um because that is exactly what is going on these fans they're 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 blurring the lines between fantasy and reality i mean it's very much it's it's really very much um like you know those people who play video games uh and you know vr games um you know all throughout the day and night so much so that they're so addicted that uh the dangers that it poses among such people is that um you know that they forget to differentiate they can no longer differentiate um between reality and the game world and then they basically become psychopaths even or they just become insane or they're so detached from reality that they can no longer function and i feel that the korean industry is actually encouraging that kind of uh behavior amongst its people um if it continues to you know um not address this issue because this is a huge issue it's like you are telling your people that uh they should just be submerged and emerged in a world of fantasy never to get out i mean come on um we all have brains and we all have this common sense to differentiate a drama uh you know with reality why the hell would i expect that somebody who's acting as a certain i mean it's like saying that okay harry potter is harry potter and he cannot be anything else and so if the actor tries to act another uh in another uh direction or you know go towards something else um then you know he will not be accepted um as you know as that other character and so he is harry potter not just in in, in the movies but in real life and there goes his life you know you've just ruined his life you've ruined his career you've ruined everything that he's worked so hard to get there for so yeah i don't get it i think it's it's a, it it is actually insanity and i think that um such insanity should not be encouraged by mature professional career oriented adults working in an already um very tedious uh industry as we all know all of us who have been in the industry we know that the end product is the only thing that is glamorous here um people obviously do not know that because people are looking at the end product and that is the satisfaction that we get um because um as you know one of my colleagues she used to say that um you know filmmaking or drama making or basically the whole, this whole field of the of the media of creating content is labor work you know we're all laborers you know and we're no different from a labor and she's absolutely right um because even a labor actually a laborer actually <laughs> gets to uh you know he's he has a more of a 9 to 5 job where they come early in the morning they build they construct whatever and then you know um by 5 o'clock they're all gone you won't see them you know uh, working through the night until uh, unless of obviously it's urgent and they're working overtime and obviously they get paid for it 
but generally a laborer has a fixed timing you know early morning to 5 p.m and that's it um, whereas um, in the media when we work when we start producing when we start shooting any content um, we can go well in well through the night um, sometimes the shooting goes right into the night because and everything is about budget everything and we, you know it's uh, we don't just rent a whole place for a month um, when we rent a location or even if we do not rent but if somebody's generous enough to allow us to use that location for free we still have to budget everything per day you know our budget is usually per day per location and so we try to get that is actually one of the reasons why when we shoot um, we shoot all the scenes that we have available uh, for that particular location, um, you know, first. So when we are at a location, we check all the scenes throughout um, the script. Um, and that is why the, the actual shooting process is disjointed, you know. The finished product, the glamorous product that you see, um, that is after we you know rejoin all the disjointed parts and that is why you know we have take one take two scene one scene two this is basically to help us reorganize and rejoin all all the scenes in order because we don't shoot them in order so see that's another fun fact in case you didn't know that so we don't shoot in order and later on we reorganize them and put them in order when we are in post-production mode that's when we edit uh, all the stuff and we go for the finishings uh, you know the finishing touches and everything and then you have your end product and that is what you are so much in awe of um, you know that's the finish that is the only part of the media that is glamorous the end product that is presented to the audience but the making of that content the whole process is a very, very, very tedious process. It's a very disjointed process. Um, it is a very organized and at the same time very unorganized process. Um, you know, and it is, you know, day and night becomes one. There are no real sense, there's no real sense of timing, especially when there are certain actors who will always, you know, come late on set. You know, and you have to now make up for that time by, again, trying to see if you have other actors who can um, do their scenes in that location. Because, again, time is money. Time is money. So, punctuality becomes an issue. Um, you know, uh, time frame becomes an issue. Number of days become an issue. Um, locations become an issue. Um, staff, crew, everything, you know, and it's, it's as I said, it is true, true labor work. So it's worse than labor work. It's labor work and then some. So, yeah, um, you know, the, the fans, I think it's, it's, it's okay to cater to fans to a certain extent, but I think that the Korean industry is overreaching and it's going overboard, and this is overkill. So I think that the Korean industry needs to, um, you know, sort of push itself a little back, you know, have some perspective, and, you know, f uh, create boundaries. 
it's very essential to create boundaries to keep your fans also in real life and give them a reality check and to give some breathing space to the artists as well um you know when i remember that when i was working um you know as um you know i was when i was working in the industry for a while i remember that when i another an, another writer now he is a i am a writer and a producer and he was a, a senior of mine uh, but a very very good friend um and he was extremely senior in that he could be my father <laughs> but we hit it off so well uh, together that we usually um kind of worked together whenever we were you know uh trying to um finalize scripts and you know uh brainstorm and stuff so we would you know he would let me sit there and you know brainstorm stuff with him on scripts although he really didn't need any because he was an excellent writer he is so he's a writer and an actor and he's well known as a writer and an actor and i remember that when we used to go out um because as i said sometimes you know we would end up uh the sh- we would end the shoot quite late and then we would have to go uh, into liberty um where there are those late night um snacks um you know the and where we could find late night snacks and when we would go there or sometimes in between you know shoots when we would have some sort of a break and we would manage to go again uh, to certain uh, other market places or bazaars where there is again some place where we could sit and eat in some open uh, open restaurant you could say then i remember there would always be people coming and you know tentatively um asking him uh, because they knew his face and but they just wanted to make sure that he was who they thought he was <laughs> and they would always come and and ask him uh, what his name was and then they would ask for his autograph now that sounds familiar isn't it because you see that you see that kind of thing depicted um even in korean dramas when you see fans coming and they're not sure that they know you but they know that they know you that you're famous and then they want your autograph anyway <laughs> so what i'm trying to say is that people are like that everywhere but um there's always a distance there's a boundary you will not see fans um encroaching upon your personal space um they would always ask you first if they're not disturbing um first of all in the first place they actually do not come near a celebrity when they see a celebrity chilling somewhere near them with family or with friends um and if they do come it's after great um you know uh like they spend like about an hour thinking about it before they approach the celebrity and then you know they ask for their permission and then yeah the most an autograph and a picture and saying i'm a i'm a big fan of yours and that's it you know so um that is how basically it is with the fans in general so i am really afraid i'm really afraid that um this toxic fan culture um that has already spread towards thailand and it might or might not spread towards japan i'm not sure i'm just afraid that the wave could hit here and the new generation uh, which is already half unhinged thanks to all the crisis and the problems going around the world um that you know uh, maybe pakistan would also suddenly find insane toxic fans although as i said i think that's that's good hopefully that's 
not going to happen. First of all, as I said, there's already uh, so much crisis going on that our people are focused right now on, you know, getting Imran Khan out of jail. And we're focused on how to get rid of the traitors. So I think our new generation is uh, going to have other more important things to think about um, than fangirling or fanboying over some actor or actress and making their lives difficult. Yeah, I'm hope I think so. At least the the chances are slim for that to happen. But still, I, one does get worried. You know, as writers, we tend to start thinking um, about the future. And unfortunately, when we when something hits us um, and we start fearing something, it actually happens. Even if it's not supposed to happen, it just hits you and it happens. So yeah, I've I've suddenly got that fear that this this culture should uh, be nipped in the bud before it spreads. And I think that the Korean entertainment industry really needs to um, stop um, catering to this kind of fan culture. And they need to stop forcing their artists to cater to their fans to this extent. I'm sorry. That is highly ridiculous. Highly ridiculous. I'm sure that the entertainment industry in Korea has reached a point where it has stabilized itself. It has become powerful and stable enough to, you know, not, um, uh, you know, just be down on its knees and at the mercy of it of the of this, um, you know, of their fans. So I, th- I think, you know, they have now reached a point where they can stop doing that. As I said, yes, minding your fans to a, uh, an extent is very important. Yes, everybody does that. But um, don't, don't uh, do it to this extent where you are snuffing the life out of your artists or making their lives dangerous, uh, dangerously hellish and, you know, putting them in danger, really. Um, fans should be kept, uh, you know, to a certain boundary, and uh, your your actors and actresses and performers and singers, they should be able to lead their lives um, without, you know, without that fear of suddenly being bombarded by stalkerish fans. Yeah, because this is a very very toxic culture. I'm telling you, this is extremely toxic. And you cannot just let it go on. You need to nip it in the bud right now, although it's way past the budding stage. But still, you know, before it spreads far and wide, it needs to be nipped in the bud. So that is it for now. And this is me signing out. And wherever you are, all just stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. And khuda hafiz.